bitches bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Erica. And I'm Amy. And it's misogynist of the week time. So quick survey, you two. Do we think that people are going to be upset with us for this one? No. I hope so. Yeah? Yeah, why not? You like the controversy? Um, I feel like if, if people are upset, it's because they didn't know and they probably need to know. And so we're doing a U.S. service. Great. So you're welcome. <laughs> All right, so our misogynist of the week for this week <laughs> is Joe Biden. Well, it was only a matter of time. Listen, we're just going to take them all down. Everyone. Yeah, it was only a matter of time. We're, like, there was no way he was going to escape. We will find you. <laughs> exactly. There was just no way he was going to escape. <laughs> so, Joe Biden is imminently, basically, going to announce his run as a Democratic potential candidate for president in 2020. But um, before any of that happens, he uh, he had to address that pesky little issue of his role in the confirmation hearing of Justice Clarence Thomas. He said, quote, I wish I could have done something. I oppose Clarence Thomas's nomination, and I voted against him. Um, but I also realized that there was a real and perceived problem the committee faced. There were a bunch of white guys. Uh, so he said this at an event last week, uh, the Biden Courage Awards, um, which was an event co-hosted by It's On Us, a campus sexual assault prevention organization. Was that a joke? Honestly, when I read that, I, I had to do like a triple, quadruple take. <laughs> I was like, oh no, these poor people did not know what they were getting themselves into. Like, you were literally being used as a shield right now for yeah. some bullshit. Also, anyway, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I can't even try to contain So, at the time of the hearing for Justice Clarence Thomas, Biden was the Senate Judiciary Chair uh, when Anita Hill brought allegations that the then nominee, Clarence Thomas, sexually harassed her at two different jobs. At the time, he was in charge of seeing how Hill's testimony was presented to senators before they decided to confirm Thomas to the Supreme Court. Thomas denied the allegations. And there are two main criticisms of Joe Biden in his role in the hearings. One is that he could have done more to shield Hill from Republican attacks as the head of the Judiciary Committee. And two, that he could have structured the hearings more fairly. Um, what happened was that Biden allowed Thomas to testify before and after Hill did and did not call upon three other women who could have testified about their own experiences with Thomas and the culture of the offices where they worked. Um, so a little bit about the accusations brought by Anita Hill, who was a black woman who worked for Thomas. So she said that Judge Thomas had repeatedly asked her to go out with him in a social capacity and would not take no for an answer. She said that he would talk about sex in vivid details, describing pornography he had seen involving women with large breasts, uh, women having sex with animals, and group sex and rape scenes. Uh, trigger warning? <laughs> I'm reading this for the first time. <laughs> uh, did you not know what the accusations are about? 
Uh, I had read. Okay, you didn't. No, I'd read some of it. I just yeah, didn't yeah. know the like animals part. It's like particularly <laughs> shocking. Yeah, you need a special trigger warning for bestiality. <laughs> I didn't know about the bestiality. Part. <laughs> I was just like, what? And I'm trying not to say anything because I just want you to get through it. But I was Brace just yourself. like, okay. yo. <laughs> Um, Judge Thomas said would also talk about his own sexual prowess in workplace conversations, uh, and he once mentioned a pornographic film whose star was called Long Dong Silver, which turned into an infamous name in American political lore. Um, in investigating this, the all-white, all-male members of the Senate Judiciary Committee grilled Anita Hill relentlessly with several Republicans, openly seeking to discredit her and even accusing her of erotomania wow which, which i think is a word they made up <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't mm-hmm. oh so they're using oh great they're using like slavery stereotypes mm. to describe her mm. fantastic mm. okay uh senators targeted look up sapphire people look up sapphire senators targeted hill on everything from the specifics of her allegations to the reliability of her testimony of course in one instance, Republican Senator Arlen Specter appeared to argue that inappropriate comments to Tom, comments Thomas made to Hill about women's breasts were commonplace. <laughs> well, in another, uh, Senator Orrin Hatch, um, who was recently retiring, um, suggested that she made up allegations based on prose featured in the book The Exorcist. Wild. And, Orrin Hatch is one old piece of shit. Is he dead yet? No. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and it wasn't just the Republicans. Um, a Harvard Law professor who served as Hill's attorney told Political, quote, I was shocked and dismayed that Joe Biden was asking questions that didn't seem appropriate and was not in her corner as a Democrat. The point is that he's supposed to be neutral, but his questions to Anita Hill were as piercing as anyone's, end quote. It's also unclear if Biden ha- had personally has personally reached out to Hill to express con- contrition um, this, after making numerous public remarks on the matter, especially in recent years. Um, Hill has said she is done waiting for Biden's personal apology, and that was in an interview with Elle magazine in t- 2018. She said, quote, It's funny you say, sort of apologized. He said, I owe her an apology. People were asking, when are you going to apologize to her? And it's become sort of a running joke in the household when someone rings the doorbell and we're not expecting company. Oh, they say, is that Joe Biden coming to apologize? <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> her for keeping a sense of humor. That's about so her. good. Um, more recently, this week, Lucy Flores, a Democratic politician from Nevada, recounted in The Cut her uncomfortable interaction with Joe Biden, who was then vice president, um, as he approached her from behind, smelled her hair, and kissed the back of her head at a campaign rally in 2014. It would not be far from the truth to call Biden's behavior sexual harassment, if not assault. Flores wrote about her experience, hoping to raise the issue of Joe Biden's easily dismissed creepy behavior, however well documented, documented in pictures and in mainstream media, as he plans to announce his presidential candidacy. These actions should be a fundamental consideration in the public vetting of any candidate. I mean, I guess, in cor- of course, unless you're Donald Trump, in which case, no one gives a flying fuck because you could just shoot someone on the street and they wouldn't care. Um, 
So cool. Uh, oh, uh, one more little addendum. Uh, Joe Biden is, you know, currently hasn't announced his candidacy, but is actually leading the Democrats uh, with 35%, which makes no sense to me. It's name recognition. Absolutely. And, and it's, yeah. it's yeah, Obamaism. For sure. For like, sure. people but are like, oh. You can carry that a far way and that should terrify people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, let's, like, I, I think it's going to dissipate after the, yeah. you know, after the, once, once people start looking under the hood. And realize that he has no, like, unique policy issues. Yeah. The, yeah. People are going to be like, damn, Obama propped you up. You know? I didn't know <coughs> Biden, like, recently have um some weird creepy moment where he rubbed somebody's shoulders or something like that i'm gonna look that up Go yeah ahead. so i mean it's it's actually like pretty common it's been noted multiple times it's been written about do like dozens of times if you look up joe biden creep you will find many that's exactly what many I'm articles <laughs> Sure. Um, going back from when he was vice president and probably even before then, but especially in the most recent years and after the Me Too, um, movement kicked off or what have you, people really started talking about, um, him in that specific light. And, and that's why he's been going around talking about the Anita Hill, um, and, and the Clarence Thomas hearings, because he knows that it's a huge issue for him and he knows that if he wants to do well with women voters get women democrats he needs to be able to address that issue um squarely so he's actually been talking about it um on his own since 2017 on this apology tour and it, and it keeps coming up um and ho i mean hopefully people look beyond just the in like i mean i think the anita hill thing is is crucial and showing you who he really is um, but more so his own conduct, um, firsthand, but like, yeah, I mean, people have written about, and that's what, you know, Lucy Flores' piece talks about. It's like, you know, at first he was America's, you know, uncle and now, and then it became he's America's creepy uncle, but that still denotes a certain familiarity, um, with him and a certain permissiveness around, um, you know, someone you just tolerate with family who will always be there instead of looking at, and really like challenging that kind of behavior because you know in her situation she was a she was a candidate for lieutenant governor um he his camp like his camp reached out to her to say do you want to attend this like rally where i'll invite you we'll speak you know before after biden whatever and he came up to her he never met her before and like creeped up behind her rubbed her shoulders, smelt her hair, and kissed the back of her, her head. And she was like, this is a professional setting. Like, literally, anywhere else I would have reported you to HR, but you have so much power in this situation. And when she did tell people, and she told people on her campaign right away, and when she told people down the line, and especially people who knew Biden, everyone was like, you would be, like, ridiculous to say that. Um, and, you know, this is, this is who he is. There is no way that, mm -hmm. you know, comment, like, there's no way anyone's, one, going to believe you. you. You probably don't remember what you're remembering to this is Joe Biden. Also, did we mention this is Joe fucking Biden? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, and that's really what she's looking to challenge. But, yeah, it's super well documented. Like, this creeping up behind people. Like, the and it's in photos. Like, every photo of Joe Biden. Now that you'll look at it, you can see. And she said, I was seeing these photos. And you could see the discomfort in women's faces. And like his with his arms on them or whatever else, and it's like I know I was there. Like this is not welcome. And even if it was like it, it just would never really be welcome or should be 
expected or required in any professional setting mm-hmm. um, or any, you know, and, and if, with someone you don't <coughs> know, right? Like, and that's really who he is. But, um, yeah, so, I, I mean, there's a lot to kind of uh, grapple with it or in terms of um, him, and he's he's aware of that. And, uh, and I think you have to, everyone who hears him quote-unquote apologize or talk about Anita Hill, like, I mean, the fact that he's never apologized to her directly and personally tells you all you fucking need to know about Joe Biden. Well, he's opinion. not even admitting that he was a, the fucking architect of those questions that, you know, it's not like the man had no power. Yeah. Oh, and he has different defenses. Like, he was interviewed, when he was interviewed with in Vogue by Elaine Walworth, he said, um... You know, like, so in terms of the other women who could have corroborated Anita Hill's testimony, he said that he approached them, but they didn't feel comfortable speaking, so he didn't subpoena them. Um, and now he's like, well, maybe I should have forced them to come testify. But it's like, maybe you should have created a space where people felt, like, comfortable enough to go testify. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, it, but, like, he, he mm-hmm. really is, all, like, just constantly kind of shirking this responsibility in his role and really downplaying the power he has. But in the Vogue interview, he says essentially... Sorry, I, I wish I had, like, a gavel. I, or, like, I wish I could have gaveled my way through mm-hmm. that situation. And, like, you know, but it's hard because these are other lawmakers and you can't, like, railroad open them. Well, it's like, yeah, but you have different powers in your toolbox as a chair of a committee, especially when you're, a, like, a, like it, you have a lot um, going for you that you can do or can't do. And you, Well, just look at how they're running the committees now in the For Senate. sure, absolutely. Um, and, um... And just even setting the tone or call, like and calling people out or marshalling different resources around it or creating creating a situation that's more safe. A lot of this is hindsight too. Like what Biden's doing is using like you know in the same way that people excuse their behavior in the past, what he's doing now is using the language of today. Like even him being like, oh, it's a committee of white guys. It's like you would never that would the fact that it was an all white committee would never have entered your mind then because you clearly did not give a shit. Um, and you well, never thought twice about what the experience was like for Anita Hill as a black woman until now, because you're being forced to talk about it. Yeah. And you're still not acknowledging And you're it. still not acknowledging you're mm-hmm. give, you're using the language just to give you cover after the fact, but there was no real understanding underlying any of that. Well, this is a man whose feminist accolades are few and far in between. Um, he, I think it was like a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, there was an uproar on Twitter to him making some, <laughs> now I'm going to use this language. Perfect. Can't wait. Racially charged. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's banned here. <laughs> you know, like, like some, some quasi racist language to, um, to describe, I, I think it was, it was, it was something about, I, I'm not sure what the issue was, but it, let's just say the language was such that, um, it wasn't too, it wasn't good. Let's put it that way. Fine. That was 1972 or three or whatever. Fine. Okay. Um, but this is a man who thought that Roe v. Wade went too far. This is a man who, um, voted against, um, voted for the partial birth abortion ban in the nineties. This is a man who likes to touch women 
whenever he feels like it, anywhere he feels like it, and Anita Hill. And so if you, if you roll up all of those things, this is not a man who will um, be anything more than, um, than basically, he's a centrist. He's a centrist shill is basically it. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, I think, you know, like we said before, we'll talk about the presidential candidates on the Democratic side more in depth in like probably a more single episode and get into like the policy implications. But yeah, I think that, you know, Joe Biden's done some fine things for the people of Delaware as a representative in government. Has he though? I said, I guess. And I said, fine, things. Uh, okay. Because when we get to Joe Biden, I feel like, I feel like we need to head cover some of this Delaware But I mean, shit. like, that's, that was like, again, like in the 90s, right? Yeah. Like, so things were different then. Fair. Um, but I think that, yeah, he, he kind of coasted along and was kind of a, a peacemaker for Obama and like a figurehead more than a policymaker. I mean... Biden was selected precisely because he appealed to centrist folks, mm-hmm. and he had the um, appearance and 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 he had the the history of being in um, the Senate and having uh, those relationships with Republicans and with Democrats. All the you know aged stalwarts that had been there and were mm-hmm. were wielding power at that upper echelon in, 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 in congressional sense. Like I mean that's the reason why he was selected. Um and and that tells you all you need to know about what kind of a player he is. Um and who he's who he's involved with and what kinds of things what kinds of compromises he's willing to make. Yeah, he's um, he's very much like a we need to talk with both sides and find some common. Yeah, I mean he's which an like, old school, fine. old style Washington operator. That's 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 exactly his MO. Um I mean it is scary how much name recognition carries, um, and how much wealth and access to certain donors Biden will have. And I don't think we need to, like, I don't think we can dismiss that. Um, because that, that, that's going to play hugely. And, and, you know, today, right. Like Elizabeth Warren lost her, um, financial director because she won't accept, presumably because she won't accept, uh, donations from corporate donors or large, large donors. Which is such bullshit because she, Elizabeth Warren announced that so much, so many weeks ago. And 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 her financial director has been with her for a long time, but I think is now saying like I've kind of reached my wit's end. I don't. I'm almost kind of like, is this a ploy? But I'm also feel like that's just a bullshit move on that person's part. But mm. um, all which is to say, like you could see very good candidates losing out, be, like for those like being out, you know, outpowered. Um, and, and funding and resources and certainly name recognition is, is going to be a huge factor. So um, let's not downplay any of that. Um, I mean, Joe, Joe Biden is a force. Um, it's just, yeah, and I mean, you think back to a, so many jokes about Joe Biden are about switching gears a little bit here, or about how he's hot and charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is like also an aside for anyone who's like a big Parks and Rec fan, but like that show on its face, aged really well, but in another way, aged really poorly. <laughs> Every, first of all, uh, 
<laughs> Leslie Nope's obsession with Joe Biden. Uh, do, you, do you watch Parks and Rec, Erica? No. no? Okay, Erica, shut your head. In Parks and Rec, uh, Amy Poehler's character is like this, like aspiring mm-hmm. politician, right? And she's like obsessed with Joe Biden. There's a few episodes where they go to DC, and at one point she meets him. And he does a cameo on the show, and the whole time she's like tripping over herself. He's like on her cheat list of people she would like sleep with. <laughs> he's like throwing, like not throwing herself at her. She's like dumb. She's like you know, like, <coughs> she's like tongue tied. She's like tripping over her words. She's like in front of him um and you know like that that sort of thing um but like her crush on biden's like a recurring joke in the show oh really um yeah so it's just you know this is kind of gross but it's that was definitely a thing at the time and like i feel like there were a lot of snl jokes a lot of jokes in Mm. general yeah about like you know what a hottie joe biden is and it's just like another reminder of how, how easy it is to be a man in politics oh yeah and you get like just such a fucking pass you're just, yeah. like, just even, like, remotely decent looking and, like, whatever. And everyone suddenly got, like, a daddy complex and is, like, obsessed with you. Like, <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Weirdest or darkest timeline. We can't figure um, it out. Oh, they coincide. Mm, this, it's, this, this one's probably both. Yeah. The Amy Poehler stuff's weirdest. The sexual harassment assault stuff is darkest. Okay, well, let me just add the Parks and Rec, like, Parks and Rec is dead. Between the Aziz stuff, the Ro- uh, Rob Lowe mm. stuff, and the Chris Pratt stuff, mm. it's like, that show stood for, um, like, emotionally smart and communicative men, but all of those men in real life are trash. Mm. <laughs> what should tell you about yeah. men who, yeah, who, it's like who, such who a, parade it's themselves such a, that way. But I don't even think it's that. It's like the writers were really great, and it's just like a product of fantasy, but like it, it is not based in reality at all, except for Nick Offerman, who is truly a god. Um, oh my god. And it's like the <laughs> wokest feminist male hero, and that will right. always be true. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to I just want to bring up Biden's quote apology in mm-hmm. the Daily Beast. And it goes like this. <laughs> you may recognize some of these parts. <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> quote. I may not recall these moments the same way. <laughs> like literally. I may not recall these moments the same way, and I may be surprised at what I hear, Biden continued, but we have arrived at an important time when women feel they can and should relate their experiences, and men should pay attention, and I will. I will also remain the strongest advocate I can be for the rights of women. I will fight to build on the work I've done in my career to end violence against women and ensure women are treated with the equality they deserve. I will continue to surround myself, blah, 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 blah. To this day, I regret I couldn't have come up with a way to get her the kind of hearing she deserved, he said of the Nita Hill. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think it's also important to point out that this weekend, Elizabeth Warren pointed out that uh, she believed Lucy Flores... And so I think that, you know, I'm sure Kirsten Gillibrand won't be far behind who uh, spoke out mm-hmm. of, against uh, the Al Franken situation mm-hmm. quite vocally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think having so many strong women in this race 
who've been really outspoken on this issue, like, I'm hopeful that this time around, this will actually be something that is both a substantive and um, just sort of like question of care, in, in addition to being a question of character um, that's discussed in the primary, um, but um, instead of something that, that's trivialized or is only a concern to certain certain folks or certain um, commentators. All right, well, that does it for this week. Uh, new episode next week. And uh, in the meantime, get social with us. You can find us on Twitter at Bad and Bitchy, uh, on Instagram at Bad and Bitchy Pod, Facebook slash Bad and B Podcast, and send us your nominations for Misogynist of the Week or, you know, love notes. We love those. Um, bad and B Pod at gmail.com. Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.